Welcome into another episode of Betting the Pitch. This is Betting the Pitch number 189 with your host, the real underscore Warner on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you can find me. Uh, thanks for tuning in, whether you're on YouTube. Uh, please hit subscribe if you're on Apple Podcasts uh, or on Spotify. Leave a five-star review. It means a lot. Get me up the search bar. Uh, if you're on Twitter, please hit the follow button, the real underscore G Warner. On today's episode, uh, we're going to go through the top five European soccer leagues. Also going to find out an ultimate best bet, taking the my favorite bet from each of the five leagues. And then um, going to give out a pregame.com promo code. Uh, what else are we doing today? We're going to, uh, I also got to mention my Patreon um, out there every night. I, I feel like if you're on the pregame.com website you're familiar with uh purchasing picks every each night um or morning or whenever that happens for you um i can tell you you get a much better deal uh going through patreon as it's a much more affordable price and you get everything that goes on the pregame goes there as well plus uh some more features as well with more up-to-date things because pregame.com i'm putting out on a nightly basis certainly i know that works for a lot of you so um, keep doing what you're doing, but I suggest checking out Patreon. Uh, all lines quoted in this podcast are courtesy of betonline.ag, my favorite place to get my bets down early. Reduced juice is offered almost every game you want to bet right up until game time. Please follow the link found in the podcast description to fund your account. Use the promo code GW50 to receive a 50% match bonus up to $1,000. So now we got some more money in your pocket. Let's figure out a way to make more of it. Um, going to start in the Premier League. We do have FA Cup action as well. So I'll do my best to not forget about that, um, but we'll see what happens. Ultimately, uh, trying to do this all at the same time uh, it does come with some challenges, but uh, I think since I'm a pro now, I've been doing it for so long, uh, we're hopefully going to be a little bit better about that. Um, but we'll start in England, and that is we have a Friday match, which is rare, but I think the FA Cup is part of the reason for it. Um, Arsenal hosts Southampton, currently Arsenal, a two-goal favorite. Uh, right now at home over under three and a quarter juice the under um, a pretty good example of why would we want to back Southampton here uh, they're in big big trouble at the bottom of the of the Premier League and I don't really see anything like that changing um, unfortunately for them I feel like that is uh, really especially with I think an ownership change this season it's been tough but uh, I would expect that that will continue um, next year in the championship sorry I'm Balancing my forgot to do this with my laptop. So um, on the Arsenal side, though, however, uh, they get Man City really right behind them uh, with a four point lead with an extra game to play uh, or excuse me, one less game to play in the Arsenal uh, perspective. Um, they are feeling the pressure. Uh, we saw that in consecutive two nil leads that were given away and, and ultimately taking one point and a draw instead of uh, winning those matches has been very difficult. Um I don't know necessarily that it's going to affect them so much in this match, but I feel like it probably will in every match they play. Uh, I do think as a two goal favorite, it shows that they're pretty safe to win this match. Um, but at the same time, um, winning by three goals or more as re is required of this number seems a little bit big to me. I don't know that Southampton really interests me and in trying to get in, in the way of Arsenal with the worst team in the league doesn't really seem to make a lot of sense, but uh, I don't really blame anyone backing Southampton just with the idea that uh, Arsenal are really not up to scratch right now. Uh, moving to Saturday morning, we have Fulham hosting Leeds, currently Fulham a quarter goal favorite over unders two and a half juice to the over. Um, Fulham have not been playing well, finally got a good result last weekend at Everton, but, um, and now I guess not a bad situation either facing another relegation threatened side. Uh, Fulham, unfortunately, ever since uh, Mitrovic got suspended, really wasn't a problem for their offense, even when he was injured early in the season, uh, more like halfway point of the year, I feel like, or after the, the World Cup break. Um, offense really hasn't been the same. And without him, I don't expect a lot to change, even after a good result last weekend. Uh, Leeds, on the other hand, though, after giving up, I think, six goals to Liverpool, it's a really tough situation for them. Um, they really went from two systems that were just crazy for, for what they're trying to do at this type of level. Um, and now they're kind of stuck with a conservative pragmatic manager. Um, and unfortunately they weren't really built to defend. They were built to play this like murder ball style and uh, it doesn't really fit them. Uh, I feel like a quarter goal is really cheap for Leeds uh, right now on the road. So um, 
can't say that leads are interesting to me at this point. I think if anything, I think I like under two and a half, but it's really hard to trust the Leeds defense at this point. Uh, the nice part is they are facing a Fulham offense that has been really struggling. So uh, I guess that's my strongest lean in that one is under two and a half. Next, I'll move to Crystal Palace hosting Everton. Currently, Palace a half a goal favorite over under two and a half. Uh, all the juice on Everton right now on the road and also on the under two and a quarter. Um, I think this is a good reaction for Everton based on giving up three, conceding three goals last weekend to to Fulham. Um, uh, Crystal Palace has been scoring goals. I don't know how. Uh, insert the oldest manager in Premier League history and, and Roy Hodgson, and all of a sudden a defensive manager has been finding the net. Uh, it's I don't think that'll continue. Um, and so I, I'm pretty interested in, in the Everton side. I don't know that I like them enough as an underdog of only a half of a goal, especially because it's looked like it's going to fall to a quarter. Uh, at a quarter, I'm not interested because that's basically saying these two teams are equal um, and they're just uh, giving a, a or signing a value to home field advantage. I, I just I don't believe in Everton to that level, but I do believe in Sean Dyche and the way he plays. Uh, I think that Everton are more likely to, to hit the under than the over on any time they line up based on Dyche's strategy especially on the road um it's very juiced right now but i like under two and a quarter is my biggest interest in that one next we'll move to brentford hosting aston villa currently brentford a pick them with all the juice over under is two and a half juice the under um aston villa have been playing really well uh and i feel like they're getting a lot of respect here maybe this number moves to a quarter before it kicks off but i think it might kind of hang around just based on where aston villa are on the table where brentford have kind of been running out of steam a little bit um the ivan tony suspension clearly hasn't taken maybe it will next season but uh brentford are trying to finish the year as 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 well as they can um they've had a little bit more of kind of a wobble i think than uh, i was expecting but i still believe in brentford and i feel like if they were an underdog here i'd be playing them of course they're not at home um I, i'm looking to see if Villa move to a quarter goal underdog they're not there yet i do think that aston villa's like goal scoring streak as is one that i wouldn't really expect to to be as long as it has or grown to as long as it has. Um, ultimately, Aston Villa, they have defensive issues. That's why they brought in new defenders that, of course, all got hurt, it seemed. But under Unai Emery, I, I truly believe that that Aston Villa and his style will work and, and that he'll play a defensive brand of football, and that's going to make it hard for Brentford to score. Brentford have been able to score a lot. It's just two teams, two offenses that seem to score a ton of goals that don't really seem to be deserved. So I think there's some value in under there. And if Aston Villa moved to a quarter goal underdog, I'll be interested in that as well. Moving next in the last in the, or I guess we got two more in the, this 10 a.m. Eastern time window on Saturday, Leicester hosting Wolves, currently Leicester, a quarter goal favorite over unders two and a quarter juice the over. Um, I'm interested in the road team. I'm also interested in under, but Leicester's defense has been really problematic. They've, I think gotten a lot better when they uh, made a lot of changes, basically playing Fout Fias and, and also this Australian guy, Sutar or something like that. Um, that's helped, but ultimately there's still some mistakes in that team. Um, I think the offense for Leicester has been really the bigger problem for their performance. Well, it's hard to say because their defense has been really bad at times, but they haven't scored enough goals for uh, the names that they have in the roster. Um, now they come Wolves and Julian Lopetegui, who's going to be, like promoting a very physical brand of football. It's going to make, it's going to be hard in Leicester because they, they honestly have not, I mean, Chase Madison's comments a few weeks ago about how they weren't in the relegation fight is were ridiculous at the time. And I think speaks to kind of the, the divorce nature Leicester have based on kind of their success in the past to kind of where they are right now in, in the league. Um, I think they're fighting for dear life. I, I think that does not work very well for a team that aren't really built for a relegation battle. Um, I feel like a quarter of a goal underdog Wolves. I mean, it's very juiced at the moment. Maybe it falls to pick them, but until it does, I'm interested in them. Uh, I like under two and a quarter because I think every Wolves match, it's really hard to see goals. I think that they are one of the most likely teams to keep a clean sheet that are out there, but also don't really have a lot of scoring ability themselves. Um, so lean to Wolves and to that under uh, going to do a little bit more thinking and see which one I like better. Uh, last but not least, Liverpool, a two-goal favorite to Nottingham Forest, over-unders three and a quarter, uh, a little bit more juice the under, and Liverpool actually getting a lot more juice, maybe on its way to climbing to two and a quarter. Um, I don't know where anyone trusts Liverpool to this level. I mean, it is tough to see Nottingham Forest going into Anfield, still a really tough place to play um, and getting a result. But, I mean, they're we're getting odds right now on plus two. I think it's going to be a much closer match than that. I, I do think that Nottingham Forest have been showing some big, big issues 
Uh, also lean to under three and a quarter, which I think it almost be required if you like Nottingham Forest to expect a low scoring match. I don't think Nottingham Forest have a lot of goals in them, but um, there also could be an argument made that maybe under three and a quarter is more has more value because you get an extra gold and, and a quarter to play with than Nottingham Forest side at this point, uh, especially if you're not expecting Nottingham Forest to score a bunch of goals. I just feel like Liverpool, certainly their defense has been problematic. I think it's mainly been problems in their midfield. I don't know that Nottingham Forest can really take advantage of that, but um, from where I sit right now in this one, uh, Liverpool seem like too big of a favorite. I'm, I'm, I am sensitive that at Anfield they're a much better team, um, but I don't think they're that much different ultimately. Uh, moving to Sunday, and then I'll, I'll circle back to the FA Cup. Um, Newcastle currently a quarter, or excuse me, half a goal favorite at home to Tottenham. Over under two and a half, juice to the over. Uh, can't say that I was expecting this one. Um, but Tottenham, with their capitulation to Bournemouth, might have even given Bournemouth and clinched them a spot in Premier League for next year. Uh, that was incredible. Uh, the Surprising to see Clement Lallet, uh injured and then, then him coming off and then all of a sudden the Tottenham defense falling apart. Uh, but good, I guess. I, I want nothing to do with Tottenham team. Uh, I do feel like they're a much bigger underdog, though, than I was expecting. Uh, Newcastle is certainly a good team at home and played really well. Um, but I don't really trust their offense. It's been better lately. I still don't think it's going to be a great situation. Tottenham, we've known that they sit back and counter. Um, I feel like it, in the underdog state, that's the best place to play them uh, if you're playing a side. Uh, and I also feel like that plays into the the total as well. Uh, I don't really think this is going to be a match that has a lot of fireworks offensively. I think both these offenses are pretty quiet, um, especially with the Tottenham setup that they're going to try to counterattack and kind of let Newcastle try to take the game to them. Uh, I think it works out very well in this situation, unlike others. I think my strongest interest is under two and a half in this one. Last but not least, Bournemouth uh, hosts West Ham, currently a pick em with West Ham. Almost all the juice right now on the road. Over-unders two and a quarter, juice the over. Uh, West Ham had to play in the Conference League. Finally got a victory after drawing the first leg, which they were completely outplayed, and then fell behind at home to a Belgian side, uh, but then equalized got a really nice uh var decision and then really the floodgates open uh, i'm not taking away from west ham on that because i feel like they still have to go on the 60 yard run as declan rice did to get a goal to go up 3-1 and then they got more after that um but it was not comfortable and now they're facing a legitimate side that they're competing against in a relegation battle um i don't believe that uh, there's not a lot for me to do at, at Pickham right now, but under two and a quarter is, I think, my biggest interest in that one. Because I don't think either team is really expected to score goals. Bournemouth, they're going to sit back and counterattack. It's what they did in the championship to get to this level. It's worked fairly well for them uh, to get to this point in the season and looking uh, like they might have a path to safety. West Ham on the other side, I still don't believe in them as an offense. I feel like um, coming off of a Thursday evening match and then playing Sunday morning. That's asking a lot for them and their legs. I think that's going to be a tough situation for them. I feel like that's part of why they've been struggling in the relegation zone, but also because they don't have a great manager who comes up with offensive strategies. He's more a defensive guy on the road. I think they're going to play a little bit more conservative. Um, so I'm going to take under two and a quarter in that West Ham Bournemouth match on Sunday. Um, moving now to the FA cup and then, uh, I'll come up with an ultimate best bet. Uh, if I could navigate to it and find it, I think I got that here. Let's hope. Um, okay. So we got two matches, both on Saturday, I believe, uh, in the afternoon or excuse me, one Saturday, one Sunday, uh, Manchester city currently hosting Sheffield United. What a great draw for city city, a two and a quarter goal favorite at Wembley stadium on a neutral site, which should be pretty filled with Sheffield United fans as well as Manchester city uh, over under is three and a half juice to the over Sheffield United have played really well this year, um, but they're a champions league side, excuse me, a champions league championship side. Uh, I think it's gonna be a really tough match for them, but city in these competitions, I mean, they, they don't really mow over everyone like they do in the, the premier league, which is a little bit surprising and kind of hard to explain, but um, from my point of view, I'm interested in Sheffield United. I don't know that two and a quarter is enough. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a gigantic number. I don't know that that I guess any sort of number on the side will will get me interested. But I do have some interest in under three and a half, as I think Sheffield United will try to keep this as low scoring as possible. Um, though it is tough to play unders with Man City, I'll admit. Um, even though they look like they got one in Champions League at Bayern Munich this weekend or this midweek uh, moving to Sunday. I think the more competitive of the two FA cup matches Brighton, actually a quarter goal favorite to Manchester United, a little bit surprising to me over under is two and three quarters juice to the over 
Um, wow. Um, I guess based on their play this season, um, Brighton deserve it. It's hard for me not to be interested in Manchester United, though. Obviously, they looked very ugly in their performance uh, on the road at Sevilla this midweek. Uh, over under two and three quarters uh, with all the juice in the over. I mean, if we can get a three here, I'm also interested in under there. I, I feel like Manchester United um, clearly have the more the bigger budget. Um, yes, they have the disappointment of of Thursday in Andalusia, um, quick turnaround to a Sunday uh, match at Wembley Stadium. But uh, man, I feel like there's a good chance this goes to extra time, and and Brighton would pay out on the other side to to Manchester United betters if if that does happen. Um, yes, it's a little bit more juice right now. I just don't think that, I mean, I've been saying this all season. I haven't really trusted the Brighton offense. It seemed to, uh, I mean, falling behind on a kind of a fluke deflection to Chelsea, but then came back, take the lead and, and ended up winning uh, on the road at Chelsea. doesn't really say a lot to me because Chelsea have been so bad, so poor the season. Uh, I think I'm interested in Manchester United. I want to see what happens with this number, but that's uh, that's probably my biggest interest um, for the FA Cup matches. So for ultimate best bet portion of this pro- program with with English sides, I guess, so rather than doing an FA Cup and an England one, uh, I'll just do uh, all together. I'm going to take West Ham under two and a quarter as my best bet for England uh, for this episode. Uh, stay tuned. We'll get to ultimate best bets and things like that later in the show. Now we'll move to La Liga. We have Espanyol hosting Cadiz currently uh, Friday match. Espanyol a half a goal favorite. Over-unders, two and a quarter, juice the under. Um, Espanol, they brought in a, a an offensive manager who, um, I mean, I guess they did have problems scoring goals, but ultimately the Espanol defense has been the biggest concern for me. Uh, Cadiz have been playing a lot better. They've been adding more offensive players that seemingly as the season has gone on, maybe as they got healthier or, or if they found that they had a little bit more gold in their team and their yellow team than they expected. Uh, I think is a half a goal underdog on the road at Espanol. Certainly Espanol are fighting like heck to uh, get three points here and, and ultimately get their, make their case stronger to stay in the league. But uh, based on how they've played, I don't know how you could expect that to happen from, from where I sit. Uh, it's a Cadiz or nothing for me as a side, of course, as an underdog, but like at a half of a goal, I think it's too high. Uh, I also have interest in, in the under two and a half or two and a quarter Though I think I like the side better than the total here, actually, because Espanol's defense have been so porous that Cadiz can might might be able to get a goal or get two goals and then make it really hard for it to stay under. Uh, moving to Saturday, like Osasuna, they are hosting Real Betis. Currently, Osasuna a pick'em with almost all the juice right now at home. Over under is two, and it's very juicy the over. Uh, I'm interested to see if this number climbs a little bit higher. Not a lot for me to do at pick'em right now, but I'm interested in Real Betis. I think they're a better side dealing with a ton of suspensions, injuries, and all those sort of things. But Osasuna's offense has been pretty poor, and I don't think that playing at El Cesar is going to change too much. Uh, over under at two, I'm trying to, not to to play those those unders, but that would probably be the, the lean I'd have, looking to see if it climbs to two and a quarter before kickoff. I'm not expecting it, but maybe it'll happen. Almiria then hosts Athletic Club Bilbao. Uh, Almiria, home team, a half a goal underdog. Over under is two and a half, juice to the over. Um I'm just never really going to believe in athletic club as a road favorite. I'll put it that way until they show something, uh, got some good finishing uh, against real Sociedad though. Ultimately the first goal I think should have been a handball. And if that first goal doesn't get in, I, I think you start feeling the pressure a little bit more at San Mames. Uh, Amir, I do have defensive issues, but uh, I think athletic club, um, they're a team that really struggles to, to finish. Uh, they did really well last weekend against real Sociedad. I'm not sure that I trust the Williams brothers to really change that um, narrative going forward two weeks in a row. Um, certainly need to adjust to those things as they happen, but I'm still not a believer. Almeria's defense has been really problematic, but I think it's been better at home. Um, they've been getting some results, kind of climb as far away from relegation as possible. Um, I like under two and a half, and I like the, the home dog there, as I feel like the, the range of outcomes, there's a much higher ceiling on the home team, and I still don't believe Athletic Club are a good goal-scoring team on the road. Feel like there's a good chance it could hit both uh home dog as a side and under. So I, I like both those. Real Sociedad then host Rio Viacano. Uh Real Sociedad, a three-quarter goal favorite with almost all the juice. Over under is two and a quarter juice to the under. Uh Real Sociedad's offense has been really problematic. Um, not a good performance or showing in the Bass Derby last weekend. Uh certainly a good spot for them to react, but ultimately Rio Viacano are one of those pesky teams that are gonna sit back and counter. Uh, they're do their best to to be physical with you, of course. And they got Andoni Iraola, a former athletic club manager, who I'm sure takes this match very, very seriously. 
when he returns to San Sebastian, uh, San Sebastian, former Real uh, Athletic Blue player, uh, I probably should have said. But Rio, they're going to sit back and counter. I like that way they protect their defense. Uh, I do feel like, I mean, I'd love to see this one close at plus one. Uh, I'm going to hold out and hope that happens. I don't think it'll happen, though. There's a little bit more juice on Real Sociedad at the moment. Uh, over and at two and a quarter, I feel like two teams that um, don't have the easiest way to goals. Uh, Real Sociedad, they're good creators, but a lot of times I feel like when they do score, they're good at keeping clean sheets at home. But I just also see it, it being difficult for Real Sociedad to get on the board. So uh, I like the the road dog here and also the ender. Next, I'll move to Real Valladolid hosting Girona and a big battle at relegation teams, newly promoted sides. Valladolid currently a pick but with all the juice right now at home, uh, expect that might climb to a quarter of a goal favorite by the time it kicks off. Over-unders two and a half uh, with split juice minus 110 each way. Feels a little bit uh, like a, a, a big total for La Liga, especially considering these two teams don't have a ton of goal scoring talent. Um, don't have much to do with the pick right now that's available, but I do like the under two and a half as Rava to lead. I don't think our team you can really trust to score. Uh, Girona certainly have looked like a team that want to play offensively, but I think they're going to be really conservative on the road. Uh, knowing that if they get a result here, that puts them in a good position because they're stymieing a relegation rival uh, in their home patch. Uh, nightcap on Saturday's Real Madrid hosting Celta de Vigo. Uh, Real Madrid coming off big result in Champions League to move on to the semifinals, though it looked like they were almost assured based on who they played, Chelsea, and uh, the struggles that Chelsea have had. Real Madrid currently a one-and-a-half goal favorite at home over under is three due to the over. Um, Celta de Vigo, they have had some really up-and-down portions of their season, got their manager sacked, but then... Uh, we're on this huge run and then kind of struggled since then. Lost to Mallorca at home on Monday night. Um, certainly the legs should be in a better situation than Real Madrid, but they're going on the road to the Bernabeu. That's a tough place to play, of course. Um, I'm interested, based on the number being so large at one and a half, uh, though Real Madrid certainly do a great job of capitulate or forcing their opponents to capitulate, scoring a goal, and then getting another one right after, it seems. Uh, over-unders three, juice the over. I, I feel like... Celta Vigo, they want to play on the front foot. They want to play offensively, but goals haven't really been coming for them lately. Their defense has improved, um, but I think it's going to be a real question on what Real Madrid can do against them. Um, Real Madrid's La Liga performances have not really been that inspiring, I'll admit. Um, also, I feel like with very little to play for besides Copa del Rey and the Champions League, that this is not really an important competition for them. Certainly want to keep everyone together um, and make sure that the offense is still gelling, but uh, also feel like there's a good risk or potentially that you could see Karim Benzema not playing this weekend as they try to manage his minutes or at least playing 30 minutes late in the match or something like that. Um, I feel like 60 minutes is probably the minimum if he starts, but there's some reason to speculate that Celta de Vigo might not be playing uh, the, the most the ultimate Real Madrid side. Moving to Sunday, Elche hosts Valencia. Currently Elche, half a goal underdog at home. Uh, juice is split over under is two and a quarter. Juice the under. Uh, Valencia still keep getting a ton of respect uh, from the La Liga marketplace. And I feel like that's all because of their need to win. Uh, I don't believe in that. That's a, a situation I like to bet against. Elche have been fighting. Uh, certainly they're not a good team and they're way adrift in the relegation battle. Going to finish bottom, it seems pretty obvious. But uh, I like the idea of fading Valencia. And I, I don't really see a ton of goals because Valencia has had a lot of problems scoring uh, their defense has been okay, I feel like, getting some fluke goals lately, especially if you describe the Sevilla ones. Um, but it was a loss at home. They got to go get a result here. going to have to play very aggressively, uh, I think, on, on defense. And they're probably going to go and try to score goals and win. But I feel like Elche uh, are playing for pride, and that's a really tough spot to be in, especially with Angers and, and France that look like they're relegated. I feel like those sides have been playing better. So I lean to Elche as a home dog, and I like the under two and a quarter uh, as I don't think either of these teams have much of an offense. Barcelona then hosts Atletico Madrid and probably the match of the weekend in La Liga, uh, maybe across all the top five European leagues. Barcelona, half a goal favorite right now at home over unders two and a quarter with juice split both ways. Uh, Atleti playing, I think, a lot better than Barcelona. Barcelona has been really struggling to score lately. Um, so it makes me very interested in the Atleti side getting a half of a goal and in that under two and a quarter, as I think both of these sides have actually been better defensively. Atleti, I think, has been the better offensive late. Um, yes, tough place to play at the cap now, but ultimately I feel like, um, Atleti have been there before. I feel like they're on a much better run of form. Barcelona pretty much have the league locked up. Atleti are still playing for second place. So, uh, there might be even a little bit more motivation for Atleti on the road. Um, and I feel like it means something for Antoine Griezmann to, to go into Barcelona. Uh, I'm not sure that he's available for this matchup. I, I think 
based on, I don't know that there's a fear clause that will keep him out. If that does, that changes things a little bit, but uh, I lean to Atletico getting half of a goal and to under two and a quarter. And it's rare for me to, to like backing them, but I feel like it's a good spot for him. Mallorca then hosts Hitafe. Uh, Mallorca, a quarter goal favorite coming off a big win on the road at Celta Vigo on Monday night. Uh, over-under is one and a half, juice to the over. Um, lowest total I think I've seen all season. Uh, I'm trying to stay below two. I think this is a rare occasion where if I get up two, it's a really nice number to push on, uh, and I'll be looking for that one, but I don't see it right now. Um, Mallorca as a favorite, it's not really something you see too often. It certainly happens at home. Uh, but Hitafe, they're going to go in and try to keep this as low scoring as possible. Uh, Mallorca as a favorite is, is tough because they're pretty much a large human being, uh, Bosnian in uh, Marici trying to score goals with his head uh, from Kang and Lee, usually serves from the left wing. Um, they don't really have a lot of routes to goals. I think it's why you see the total so low. Um, though it's really gig- so gigantically small um, when you look at the totals on all these other matches. Two teams that aren't really likely to score. Um, if you're, I wouldn't suggest playing over here. I'll put that put it that way. Even though it's such a low total, I do think this is probably the most likely match to finish goalless of any. Um, I feel like I want a little bit more on Hitafe getting a quarter of a goal, but it's a good situation for no goals to be scored at all. And certainly makes me lean towards the uh, road underdog. Last but not least, the nightcap on Sunday, Sevilla hosting Villarreal, currently Sevilla, a pick but almost all the juice right now in Villarreal on the road over under two and a half juice, the under Villarreal. I mean, such an up and down season. Couldn't follow up a big win at the Bernabeu uh, comeback win at that uh, and lost at home to Ravado lead. Um, just, I mean, speaks to the Villarreal season. Sevilla with a huge victory and, and kind of lopsided win against Manchester United at home in Europa League. Um, they're feeling better, more safe as as the days go by in La Liga. Um, I don't think that's going to mean they're going to play any worse or, or have less of an interest in this one, but there's a good chance they might see some, some rotation, I would think. Uh, both of these sides want to play offensively, so I don't know that a total is interesting to me unless you're playing over which if you listen to this podcast, you don't get a lot of those. So uh, I'll, I'll say my biggest interest in this one is over under it will be the over two and a half. Um, both sides. I don't really want to play offense, but I have questions about Villarreal. I think it's a good spot for them to bounce back, uh, especially Kenji Sevilla, maybe with some tired legs, but at this point, it's really hard to trust that one. I'll admit um, as for my best bet in, uh, in La Liga, I, I do feel like the, uh, Atletico Madrid are going to have the toughest time at Barcelona. I feel like that side is very interesting to me. Uh, I'll go with Elche under two and a quarter as my best bet for Spain. Now, just two teams that are fighting relegation, one that looks almost doomed for sure. Uh, but I, I got to say, I feel like Valencia as a road favorite doesn't really seem to jive. And I feel like there's a little more safety in that under two and a, two and a quarter. So I'll go under two and a quarter and Elche is my best bet in Spain. Now I'll move to... Italy to uh, Syria. Ah, we do have a Friday match. We have Verona hosting Bologna. Currently Verona, a pick but a little bit more juice right now at home. Over under is two juice to the under. Not a lot for me to do there. Certainly looking to see if Bologna move to a quarter goal underdog. Uh, I don't think they will. If they do, it's probably very expensive, but probably is worth the play as I, I don't believe in Verona. Um, literally still have nightmares of their win two, two weekends ago. Uh, moving to Saturday, we have Salernitana hosting Sassuolo. Currently Salernitana, a quarter goal underdog at home. Over under two and a half, juice the over. Um, Sassuolo are a better side. They can score goals. They're going to try to score goals. Salernitana can't really score. Um, and that's a tough situation to be in as a home underdog, though I do think that there is... I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like a salary chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner And maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2. 
and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against with Pick 6? You're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. Some possibility that they outperform expectations or play a little better than they have for a lot of the season. I think under two and a half is my biggest interest, especially this one might even climb two and three quarters before this kicks off. Lazio then hosts Torino, uh, two sides that have been defending fairly well. Lazio, I think a better offense and better defense, uh, but are only a half a goal favorite at home. Feels a little cheap. Yes, a little bit more of the juice on Lazio. Over under is two as there's not a lot of goals being expected in this one. Uh, slightly juice the over. Not a lot for me to do here. I feel like Torino has a roadside. I'm not really interested to back them against Lazio, who certainly can come out and score a ton of goals as, as Juventus saw. Um, not a lot for me to do with two as an over under, though, on, on two teams that actually have legitimate offenses. Sampdoria then hosts Spezia in a big battle at the bottom of the table. Uh, pretty much everything for the bottom of the table is a big deal right now uh, across all the major leagues. Sampdoria currently a pick them with all the juice right now. Over under is two and a quarter juice to the over. Um, I'm not a believer in Sampdoria. I think Spezia, if they climb to a quarter goal underdog, which it looks like they may before this kicks off, that does interest me. This is a big battle for them to, I think, get closer and closer to safety. I'm not sure necessarily that it'll happen, but um, I, I just don't trust Sampdoria. They look like a team that's going to, go down to Syria B. Um, so I like the idea of betting against them. I, I guess under two and a quarter, probably my biggest interest in this one, just that's kind of a reference on Sampdoria and their position. And, and really they don't score goals. And that's why they're in the in struggling in the table where they are uh, moving to Sunday. Empoli hosts Inter Milan currently Empoli a one goal home home underdog. So plus one at home, uh, a little more juice on Inter on the road over unders two and three quarters juice to the under um, Inter coming off a really important result moving forward in Champions League, but with the Juventus res- restoration of their points, now Inter are looking like they're a Conference League team, I believe. Um, my, my how the mighty have fallen, but it's really deserved on how poorly they've played. The loss to Monza last weekend was, I think, deserved, and uh, being a one-goal favorite off of Champions League midweek, um, moving to semifinals, uh, that that seems tough for me with a lot of pressure on them as well, considering how poorly they've done this season. Uh, I like Empoli getting that one goal over under at two and three quarters. Also seems gigantic to me based on Inter's struggles to score. I, I feel like on the road that continues. Um, I think in terms of style of this matchup, Inter would probably want to be the aggressor, but also with tired legs, they probably might fall into more of that counterattacking shell. Uh, and that's what they've wanted to do under Conte. It's what Simone Zaghi, I think, has been wanting to do as well. So I, I like Empoli getting that one goal. Next, we'll move to Monza, hosting Fiorentina. Another situation where Monza get to catch Fiorentina off of what was a much tighter uh, second leg of the Europe, Europa Conference League uh, with a 4-1 aggregate advantage heading into a home match. Fiorentina were literally tied on aggregate at one point and ended up scoring a couple goals late to advance. But um, that was a lot more stressful. I think they were, they were expecting it's an early match on Sunday. Uh, on the road, Monza, I think, are going to be a really tough team. They have been all season. They're going to go in. They're going to think that they can win this match. They're pretty much safe at this point, especially after beating Inter last week. A lot of confidence comes from that. Um, I don't know that necessarily uh, under two and a half is it's very heavily juiced right now. That's probably uh, a like under there. I just haven't really trusted Fiorentina offense much. Um, Fiorentina played Monday night against um, Atalanta, fell behind, and then got a fortunate penalty to to equalize. But uh, weren't able to win uh, 
quick turnaround of three matches essentially in seven days. So uh, I really love Monza, especially what might be against a very rotated Fiorentina side. Uh, very juiced half of a goal right now. I feel like that might fall a little bit, but um, I like it. And uh, that's probably going to make my card. I, I like the under as well. Uh, Monza are going to team. They're going to try to score and they're probably going to take the aggressive front footed attack against Fiorentina, trying to take advantage of tired legs. I don't know necessarily that we're going to keep two and a half by the time this kicks off, but I think there's a good chance that Fiorentina are rotating for this matchup as well, uh, which I think will point towards the under a little bit more. It's definitely some issues with defensive rotations, but uh, I think it's more impactful on the offensive side for Fiorentina. Next, we'll move to Udinese, Jose Cremonese in the same time window. Udinese, a three-quarter goal favorite, over-unders two and a half, due to the over. Um, Cremonese are one of those teams that are fighting relegation. Udinese are a much better side. I don't really have much interest in backing Cremonese as an underdog. I think maybe if it plus one, I have a little bit more interest, but I'm not even sure really there. So I think the the interest for me is the under two and a half in that one. Udinese's offense has not been great this season. Ultimately, they had a good start to the year, but it's kind of been middling since then. Uh, Cremonese, I don't really trust them offensively, so I'll lean to under two and a half in that one. AC Milan then host Lecce, off coming off a huge Champions League result, moving forward to the semifinal. Uh, Milan, a one goal favorite with almost all the juice right now to Lecce over under two and a quarter juice to the over. Uh, I do have some interest in Lecce catching AC Milan with some potentially tired legs. I mean, they did get to play Champions League, so they got them at least an extra day, uh, which is huge. Um, they got a big win over Napoli uh, on the road. Now they're at home for Lecce. Uh, Lecce come in in a really good rest position. So uh, I like that plus one. I also like the under two and a quarter as I think Milan, um, they do have some goal scoring ability, but I think they're going to potentially be looking at rotating. Um, they're in good position right now in Serie A. I certainly want to make sure they, they keep that and don't lose that. But I think host a home game against a, a lower division side that just got promoted for Serie B last season, I think puts them in a good position to potentially overlook their opponents. So I like that Lecce plus one, and I like under two and a quarter, which looks like it might climb to two and a half before it kicks off. Uh, last but not least, on Sunday is Juventus hosting Napoli. Big, big matchup, uh, especially with Juve getting their 15 points back. Right now, Juve, a pick em. Um, Yes, with less less rest coming off um, the sporting match in Lisbon yesterday, but or Lisboa, but ultimately Napoli have not looked the same. They did get... Victor Osimhen back for the matchup in Champions League, got a late equalizer from him, uh, but he's looked off um, and hard to look as, as dominant as they were early in the season. Uh, I'm interested in Juve as a home underdog. I would love to see this climb to a quarter of a goal, but even at Pickham, I feel like I'm interested in that too. Uh, and I like under two and a quarter because I think Juventus has really shown the blueprint, blueprint especially under uh, Allegri. They're going to take a lead and try to sit on it as long as possible. Uh, even with a Napoli equalizer, a 1-1 would cash that under two and a quarter we'll see what happens where the number goes before it kicks off but uh i also could see some rotation from both sides which i think will help the under both ways uh last but not least monday we have atalanta hosting roma roma coming off a big comeback win uh went to extra time i believe against uh Feyenoord, which seems like they have that number late goal from dibala coming off the bench barely like with a huge wrap in his leg different colored so everyone could see how injured he was uh, we got a big goal and ended up getting them through uh, to the next round of the Europa League. Uh, Atalanta currently a pick, excuse me, a quarter goal favorite at home over under two and a quarter, juice slightly to the over. Uh, Atalanta's offense has not really been as good this year, but they haven't had Europe to really bother them. And that's helped them with their performance there. Unfortunately, I think the most impacted by the uh, 15 points restored to Juventus because they've fallen out of a Europa League or European position. Uh, Roma, you know, Huge stones to come back, especially taking a lead, conceding an equalizer, and then looking like they were going out, got a late goal. Um, they were certainly putting pressure on for a lot of the match. Um, I do feel like I'm interested in Roma as a quarter goal underdog. I do worry, based on this number, that there's a good chance that they're going to be rotating quite a bit. Um, though clearly they have a lot to play for in Serie A as well. Uh, lean to under two and a quarter as well, but it's, it's really hard to play unders with Atalanta. Um, man, there's a lot. I guess dog and under look interesting to me, but probably two that, that I could potentially lay off. Uh, we'll see how, how I feel about it on Monday before kickoff, but for my best bet for Serie A for this weekend, I think there's some really good choices out there. Um, I'm very interested in fading Fiorentina and fading Inter Milan. I think there's a little more safety in the plus one home dog at Empoli, but I do like Monza a lot there as well. Uh, now I'll move to the Bundesliga. I got Bundesliga, uh, got Liga, got, um promo codes got 
uh, ultimate best bet, and then we'll get out of here. So still working, going to get through this. And you'll have a lot of time to listen to this on Friday morning uh, before the matches kick off on the, in the afternoon here in the United States. Uh, move to the Bundesliga. We do have a Friday match. Augsburg hosting Waffe Stuttgart. Apparently, uh, Augsburg, a quarter goal underdog at home over under two and three quarters, heavily juiced to the under right now. Uh, gigantic total for Augsburg and their team that I am trying so hard not to back, but uh, the Lions basically forced me to, into it because they play well enough. They capitulate at the end. It's really kind of sad to see what happens to them, but they're finding relegation. They're going to put forth a really good effort. They've had great results at home. They beat Byron here every year, it seems. Um, Sukard have been getting a lot of respect in the marketplace ever since Sebastian Holness has taken over. Uh, I think that also started, though, before um, he got in there and was with a ridiculous manager like uh, Bruno Labadia, who should never have been appointed and honestly speaks to the clueless nature of Stuttgart as a team um, or as a club. Augsburg are a, not a good team. They make big mistakes. Unfortunately, they're a team that I want to avoid as much as I can. Uh, but as a home underdog to a, a team struggling in relegation zone like Stuttgart, I can't look away. Uh, it's like a bad car crash on the side of the road. So I'm permanently looking at Augsburg. I like that quarter of goal, and I like the under two and three quarters. So I don't really believe in the offense of either of these teams. Um, certainly, I want to see that uh, Rafael Gikovic is available as, as goalkeeper for Augsburg, though he's made some big mistakes lately. And I thought their goalkeeper played okay last weekend, filling in for him. Um, I, I, yeah, I like home dog and under, but uh, I would love to avoid them. I just, I don't know that I can. Uh, moving to Saturday, Mines hosting Bayern München. Currently, Mines a one goal underdog over under is three. Uh, juice the over, uh, a little bit more juice on Bayern München as a side. Uh, I'm interested in Mines. Uh, I don't feel like I want to play a total here, though. Seeing three does offer a little bit, a fairly high amount of security, uh, especially as it might climb to three and a quarter before this kicks off. So I guess I lean to home dog and to under three uh, at this point. I don't really love fading Byron, especially coming off a tough result, but uh, they've been playing really poorly. I feel like the manager switch from uh, Nagelsmann to, to Tuchel really hasn't gotten the results they're certainly looking for. And there's a lot of, sounds like some shakeups in the executive branch is coming for Bayern München as well. Um, and they're playing a title race right now. It's, it's still a race and there's only six matches left to go. So uh, a lot of things pointed in minds who, um, really don't have much of an offense, but they create it from their defense. Uh, I think Bayern München are going to be pushing up the pitch the whole time, which might make it a little bit harder for Mines to use their, their counter press in the opposing half to have then a shorter field to get a turnover and then take a quick shot on goal. Um, but I do think that this is a, a spot where Bayern coming off a really poor performance in um, at home to, to Manchester City, but still having a, a quick turnaround. Um, to an early Saturday match. I think it's going to put them in tough position. Um, and I like mines because they've been playing really well. And it's hard to argue with their collection of points so far um, in the Rokrunda. Um, at the Berlin then hosts Werder Bremen in a big battle at the bottom. Werder Bremen, if not for their ridiculous scoring and efficiency numbers from early in the season, probably would be mired in that relegation fight right now. At the Berlin just switched managers to Paul Dardai. Um, I was hoping that they would be an underdog at home, but didn't expect it. And they are a quarter goal favorite, a little more juice on Werder Bremen on the road over under is two and a half juice to the over. Um, I don't see goals in this one at all. Uh, it seems like they always seem to be uh, very unlikely or at the end of the matches when teams are tired, which I guess you should, I should work in some sort of premium for goals at the end that don't feel like they're coming at all. Um, Werder Bremen have been the most efficient team based on their standings, I think, in, in the Bundesliga. Um, they don't create a lot of chances. They've scored a bunch of them. I'm not sure about the status of Niklas Fulkrug, their striker. Without him, their offenses look very impaired. Uh, Erther Berlin don't have a lot of goal scorers themselves. They do have a bad defense. They concede goals despite spending a lot of money on it and on their team in general. Um, this is a big fight at the bottom. I think under two and a half is my strongest lean in this one. Um, as I don't like Werder Bremen at all right now. Hoffenheim then hosts FC Köln. Uh, currently, Hoffenheim a quarter goal favorite, playing a lot better lately as they climb up the table away from relegation. Overners two and a half, juice the over. Um, I don't believe in Köln to score goals, so as a road underdog, I just I don't trust them for that. I also feel like Hoffenheim are a good offense at home, especially. So I don't know that I can play under two and a half there. So not a lot for me in that one. Bafel Bolkum then hosts Bolsvold. Currently, Bolkum a quarter goal underdog at home with almost all the juice. Overunders two and a half, slightly juiced to the over. Um, lean to Bochum. I, I feel like anyone who listens to this podcast know I, I do, especially at home. Uh, they had a good result getting a draw on the road at Union Berlin last weekend. Uh, I lost the plus one, so I didn't end up playing the plus three quarters, and I'm kicking myself for it still. Uh, but lean to the home dog and the under. Wolfsburg have been 
uh, a good team, but still mid mid table. I think it's hard to trust them to score a lot of goals. Buffalo Bochum at home plays so much better. Uh, Mind VFL is really a huge chant there. Uh, the sex drugs and and VFL is honestly one of my favorite posters in all of uh, in all of of soccer sports sport in general. Uh, I think Wolfsburg going on as a road favorite. It's going to be a tough situation for them. Uh, I think you can probably at least win one of under and Bochum in the home underdog. You might get both. Um, and I like them, Bochum trying to save themselves from relegation. The nightcap uh, on the top spiel on Saturday is Borussia Dortmund hosting Eintracht Frankfurt. Dortmund will get to see the result from the Bayern matchup and see exactly what they need to get. They're out there trying to score goals and get points and, and win matches. But as a one-goal favorite, that's a lot of respect for Borussia Dortmund team that have not been able to handle the limelight spectacle or the champions chase um, over under three and a quarter juice to the under pretty heavily. Um, I lean that way. Probably. Uh, I feel like the nice things I've said about the Borussia Dortmund defense. I don't feel that way about them anymore. Uh, Frankfurt are going to try to sit back, sit in and counterattack. I think that fits very well for a plus one uh, on the side. I think also fits the under three and a quarter, um, but there could be some fireworks in this one as any Dortmund match, especially with their defense, how it's been playing lately. Uh, with Hummels having to play, and that's not something you want with his age. Uh, Eintracht Frankfurt have not been playing very well, but I do like the plus one, and I feel like it's a good situation that even if they do lose, they'll probably lose by a single goal. Uh, moving to Sunday, Sport Club Freiburg, the hosting Schalke Nolfia. Uh, currently, Freiburg a three-quarter goal favorite at home. All the juice on Schalke right now, over-unders two and a half, very juicy the under. Um, crazy ending and ridiculous result. I think Freiburg were definitely a dead under last weekend. Uh, yet still went over just uh, just awful, awful defending from uh, Werder Bremen. But Schalke, you know, they're going to go in without much of an offense. Freiburg really haven't shown much of an offense lately either. Um, but I do know that there's going to be some defense played in this one. So I lean under two and a half. I like that one quite a bit. Bayer Leverkusen then host Leipzig coming off their uh, dominance of Union Saint-Gelois in the Europa League midweek. Uh, Leipzig not having to play but they do have to go on the road where they're not as strong as a team. Currently, Leverkusen a pick them right now with almost all the juice over under two and three quarters, juice the under. Uh, my interest is Leipzig, but I want to see them climb to a quarter goal underdog. Leverkusen are playing so well, so it's probably one I also want to avoid over under. Uh, I feel like Leverkusen are an all-over team. Leipzig will certainly play into that. Uh, might be a little bit more low scoring on the road. I feel like for Leipzig, they'll try to control the central center of the park and make it hard for Leverkusen to score. Uh, I'm interested, though, in the... Um, Leipzig side if it climbs, but we don't have much to talk about right now. Last but not least, Borussia Mönchengladbach hosting Union Berlin. Currently, Gladbach quarter goal favorite. I was expecting that, but I'm still surprised to see it as you could hear that in my voice. Over under is two and a quarter, juice the over, a lot more juice on Union Berlin as a side, getting a quarter of a goal. Um, Gladbach have been a much different team, much better at home, but they're going through a huge change in the club. A lot of their players moving on. Uh, and I don't feel like that's a great situation for them to finish the year. They're not really fighting relegation. They're too far away from Europe leagues or European competitions. So, um, meanwhile, Union Berlin are fighting for Champions League spot. Crazy story. Um, certainly wasn't expected, but Union Berlin are the side I want under two and a quarter is also interesting to me. So I like that side and total uh, action there if, if you can get down on it. Uh, for my best bet for the Bundesliga, I'm going to go with Schalke, Nolfia, uh, under two and a half, as I feel like that two sides that both are going to defend quite a bit. Home favorite, I don't think is likely to score much in Freiburg, and I don't really think Schalke are going to do much offensively themselves. Last but not least, before we get to ultimate best bet and all the promo codes you could ever ask for is League 1. Uh, we'll start with Angers hosting PSG in a battle of top versus bottom. Angers, a two-goal underdog, um, took a lead, great long ball uh, against a team that can't score, claimed on foot last weekend, and then conceded two penalties. Just a story of my under season. Um, Over-under is three and a quarter, juice the over. Uh, I don't think there's anything I can do with Angers here. They've been playing a lot better lately, but um, they're a team that's getting relegated. PSG are so much better. And for seeing what PSG did up a red card to Lons last weekend, nothing really changed um, in how I felt about PSG until the red card. Uh, I just feel like Angers are going to be outclassed here. And I don't know that this is a tide I want to necessarily fade uh, with the worst team in Ligue 1. Moving to Saturday, Angers host Lille. Angers in the relegation fight, but playing a lot better. Got a big win against Nantes last weekend. Uh, Lille trying to fight for a European position. Um, and they keep getting these results, pulling them out of thin air ultimately, or something else. 
Uh, I lean to Algier getting three quarters of a goal at home. Also lean to under two and a half. I think I le- like the side better than the total. I'll be waiting to see if Algier moved to plus one. That's certainly a buy price for me. Uh, Lawrence then hosts Monaco. Big matchup at the top of the table. Lawrence a quarter goal favorite at home over under two and a half, juice the over. I was thinking that Lawrence might be an underdog here, actually, but uh, they're not. And uh, Monaco are a team that I like to back as, as an underdog because I, I know they're going to score a goal. They score multiple usually. Um, worked very well for them last weekend against L'Oreal. Um, who I've been respectful of for a long time so far. Walls are a great team. They're going to have a great home court, home field advantage. Um, I do feel like that's probably speaks to why this number is where it is, though. I feel like the juice is more on the long side. It's possible this moves to half of a goal. I don't think it'll necessarily get there, but Monaco is an underdog in this league. I think it's always worth it or just uh, worth it anywhere as an underdog. Moving to Sunday, Rems hosts Strasbourg. Currently Rems a half a goal favorite over under two and a half. Juice the over, a little more juice on Strasbourg on the road. Um, I think Abib Diallo is back for this one after red card suspension. He's important for the Strasbourg offense. They're trying to fight and get out of the relegation zone. I don't know that Rems are that much better. They have had a great run since Will still took over, but I guess my interest is in Strasbourg getting that half a goal, but I think probably even stronger in the under two and a half. Uh, L'Oreal then hosts Toulouse. L'Oreal, a quarter goal favorite. Haven't seen them favorite in a long time. Over-unders, two and three quarters. Juice the under. Uh, also a lot of juice on Toulouse on the road. I think Toulouse are, are worth a look here um, just because L'Oreal have been undervalued for a long time. Now it kind of feels like they've flipped. Um, certainly should have a good crowd advantage at home for L'Oreal, but Toulouse are going to go and try to score goals. L'Oreal's offense has been pretty quiet lately. I think they've finally got a situation where they don't have to defend the whole time, uh, but that's what they want to do is really sit back and counter even at home. Uh, so I'd like to lose as a road underdog. Nice then hosts Claremont Foot. Currently Nice, a three-quarter goal favorite coming off a really disappointing loss in extra time, especially with a late lead in the conference league. Uh, bad for French football to me and the finances. None of them have moved on to semifinals of any European competition. Sad. Claremont Foot, uh, they're just the, the penalty side. I mean, literally every match at home, they seem to get two penalties from losing positions. And that's not likely to happen on the road at Nice, but who knows what Nice's situation is here. Uh, lean to Claremont Foot getting three quarters of a goal. I think I'm more interested in under two and a quarter because I don't really expect Claremont to foot to score unless they get a penalty. Uh, Nolte then hosts Trois. Currently Nolte, three-quarter goal favorite, uh, minus 120. So all the juice right now on Nolte over under is two and a half juice to the over. Uh, Trois have been really bad defensively. Uh, Nolte are in the relegations battle for sure. They need a win here. Uh, I don't really like backing teams that need things, but... Uh, Trois are not a side I want to back here. Ajaccio then has Stabastois. Currently Ajaccio, a quarter goal underdog at home with all the juice right now over under his two, juice slightly to the under. Um, I think you can see from this total uh, at two, not a lot for me to, to do there, I don't think. And seeing Stabastois favorite on the road is saying something. It's in their fighting relegation. Got a big win over a rotated knee side last week playing the kids. Um, Ajaccio, a big sp- step up. They need to get the points here. That's probably the way I lean, if anything, um, just because I wasn't expecting them to be this uh, a quarter goal underdog at home, though you kind of have to be considering how poorly they've been playing. And, and they are a relegation threatened side that uh, were coming up from League Duh. Not a lot were respected of them. They're probably a favorite to go down uh, starting the season, uh, and they're certainly in that situation right now. Uh, but Brest as a road favorite, they've got better talent, I think, than their, their numbers suggest and their market valuation suggests. But uh, kind of a weird spot for them to be favored on the road. And I like home dogs. Montpellier then hosts Rennes, a big battle uh, for the Europa League. Montpellier look like they're pretty much safe at this point. But Montpellier, a quarter goal underdog at home over just two and a half, juice the under. Uh, I'm interested in Montpellier because Rennes have been so bad on the road this season, um, literally getting like no results there at all whatsoever. Um, even with a lead against Lyon, looking like a dominant side for 45 minutes two weekends ago, and then completely fell apart in the second half, lost 3-1. Uh, Montpellier definitely have defensive issues. I want to make sure that Sacco is not playing in the, as a center back for them. Um, really anybody else, please make sure you're playing, but Ren, I mean, they're better team for sure, but road favor that hasn't gotten any results in the road makes me lean to that under, uh, excuse me, that underdog at home. Um, I don't know that I really like the total probably lean to under two and a half based on Ren's struggles on the road as well. Um, but I, I think I like the total better there and a link to our Olympic Derby, uh, Olympique Classique, I don't know. Um, big matchup Sunday night. We have in France. We have Lyon hosting Marseille. Uh, currently, Lyon will pick them with almost all the juice right now. Over under is two and three quarters. Juice the over. Uh, Marseille have been playing really poorly. Uh, getting a good result against 
Uh, Trois last weekend doesn't really change that. Lyon have been playing better and are climbing up the table, uh, are sniffing the European positions. They keep that momentum going. They get a win here. That'd be huge for them. Uh, not a lot for me to do at Pickham. I feel like I lean over two and three quarters. If anything, don't have that just yet. Of course, I'm interested in Marseille if they climb to an underdog, but we don't have that yet. So I will have to wait on that one. And you might see some movement by the time the match kicks off on uh, Saturday or excuse me, Sunday night, but don't have that yet. Uh, for my best bet, I'm going to go with the under two and a quarter Claremont foot, uh, uh, on the road at Nice. I just feel like it's a really tough situation for Nice uh, to score a lot of goals coming off a really disappointing ending to that conference league match. I think it's going to be a big problem for them. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give you uh, under two and a quarter as my best bet there for Claremont. So now it's time. I want to mention my Patreon before we get to the ultimate best bet, which is coming shortly. Um, I want to mention my Patreon, get all my picks there, baseball, soccer, whatever sports going on. I'm going to be doing this, doing nightly updates with leans and then talking throughout the day with uh, the patrons that support me there. Appreciate all of you. If you're listening to this, you are all awesome. I don't want to call you rock stars because it's really annoying in business term, but thank you for the support there. I would check it out. If you're on pregame.com, of course, uh, make sure you check me out. Players are coming out each night as they always do. Uh, nothing's changing there, uh, especially as I do podcasts with Scott Seidenberg for baseball and other stuff throughout the season. Uh, now it brings us to the promo code portion of the show. Use promo code SOCCER20, really out there. Uh, hard to remember, but 20% off for all listeners of the soccer podcast on pregame. Good for seven days from the podcast release. You can, of course, get my picks, soccer picks, baseball picks, anything th- on there that you're interested in, uh, plus a uh, Another great list of handicappers as well. Putting picks out there. If you want the guidance, use promo code 20% off. I get a little credit for it. Um, so make sure you use it. If you're if you're subscribing there or purchasing there, use Soccer20, get 20% off any purchase on the pregame.com website. If you're on YouTube, please hit subscribe. If you're on Apple Podcasts or, or Spotify, please leave a five-star review. Uh, it's huge for getting me up the search numbers when people are searching for podcasts and i mean more interaction i can get more i can kind of put into this and i feel like my goal eventually is this i need to get a discord set up through patreon to then get everyone talking there and then hopefully we can share some ideas and find a way to beat the bookies ass um there's my one swear for this episode uh and i guess it's now best bet time or ultimate best bet time might as well go into that um so let's do it this is the real underscore G Warner on Twitter and on Instagram is betting the pitch number 189. Here are my ultimate best bet portion, best bets from the top five European soccer leagues. I like the under two and a quarter West Ham in England. In uh, La Liga in Spain, I like Elche under two and a quarter. In Italy, I like Empoli plus one hosting Serie uh, Serie I guess, giant Inter Milan. In Germany, I like the Schalke Nolfia under two and a half on the road at Freiburg. And in Ligue 1 in France, I like Claremont foot under two and a quarter. My strongest interest is Empoli plus one. I'm going to make that my ultimate best bet for this episode, number 189 of betting the pitch. Uh, Empoli, a plus one home dog, got a lot of safety and losing by a single goal, but they're catching Inter Milan off of a big Champions League result moving on to the next round. I think they've been really struggling in Serie A play. They got a lot of pressure on them, especially with Juventus 15 points restored this week. Uh, Give you Empoli plus one. I think they win this match. I think it's very close. And uh, you get that plus one of insurance as well. And that'll do it for this episode of Betting the Pitch number 189. Thank you for all your support, listening, wherever you are. If you're on uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, hit the follow button, leave reviews, do all that sort of stuff. Most importantly, if you want to chat, uh, all DMs are always open. Hit me, the real underscore G Warner on Twitter. And I think that'll do it for this episode. But thanks for tuning in. An hour on a Friday morning. Let's get going. <laughs>